Koto and welcome back to another episode of Code with Kingy where we are previewing the last Super Rugby Aotearoa fixture for 2021, the grand finale. And with me to help cover it is the legend and one of my best mates, Dominic Rowe. Well, namahi Dom and thank you very much for joining me on the final round for Super Rugby Aotearoa coverage uh, from Code with Kingy. Um, obviously, I left my my best rugby expert till the final game, you know, the one that's got the most on the line, bro. So, no way. <laughs> big ups to you, bro. Appreciate you. Oh, cheers, mate. Nah, it's all good, Brian. The debut's been a while in the making, eh? I think I was just, you just put me right down the bottom of the list, but we're here now for the big dance. So, yeah, bro, it's going to be, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the game too, bro. Should be a good one. Yeah, me too, bro. I was just going to say, like, you always leave your secret weapons right until the very end, so that's how I view you, bro, just like our friendship. Sweet, bro. So I'm going to be the Chiefs on the weekend then, bro, because I'm going to be coming through hot. Bro. I'd expect nothing less, my man. Um, But yeah, we'll crack into the game. Uh, Obviously, Crusaders (laughs) playing the Chiefs in Christchurch on Saturday, so it's been 10 long weeks. We've seen 20 intense New Zealand derbies, but we've finally arrived at the historic first ever Super Rugby Aotearoa final. Now, thinking back to last year's competition, we didn't actually have a decider, which was sort of weird. It sort of like felt like a little undone, I guess, especially as fans, to see the Crusaders actually take the glory um, with a round to spare. But now comes a time where we finally get to see a showdown between the two best teams. Looking at the 15s, and the reason why we've delayed the podcast is just to give us a better idea of who's going to be playing um, in this one. And the Crusaders, them being the home side, we'll start with them, bro. The only changes that they've had is Braden Enor coming onto the bench for Manasa Mateli. So from what yeah. I've read, Enel's played a couple of club games and he must have played quite well on the weekend for them to... Yeah, I think he had two games, eh? Two two, two, two yeah. club games and then yeah, he's bro. like coming. To, yeah, I think yeah, Enel was like... I don't know, is it too early to take him into like a environment like this? Do you reckon he's experienced enough to just jump straight back, like two club games and then bang, straight, straight back in the team? What do you reckon? I think if any time you've got an all black at your disposal, you'll probably want to play him. And yeah, I but like, what's an all black now? You know, like, I feel like not like disrespecting it or anything, but everyone else comes in. Like, there's a few, oh. few new players, like, a few fringy players. I feel like back in the day, there used to be like your solid players, like, there'd never be anyone like bumping out. But I feel not like, you know, like, I feel like this kind of in, in this era, you know, you get quite a, a bit of a rotation going on. So, you know, there's a few of those guys that have only had a few, a few, um, international, you know, caps. And I'm just thinking, like, surely there'd be a few other guys that would be on the fringe of that that would, you know, be competing against them. Like, I especially the, in the Crusaders team, you know, like there's so many players in there. Like, would you want to, you mm. know, do you no, bring in, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you bring him on or do you just, yeah. Um, who's who's missing out from um, the Crusaders, like in terms of their backs? So the reason why I can see Eno coming in is, so Mateali, who was on the bench the last couple of weeks, he's been the one that's dropped out of the 23. Yeah. But he's actually only been around the squad the last couple of weeks after Jack Goodhue's injury. Oh, true. Yeah. So that's so that's so that's yeah. been the big curveball in this. I think if Jack Goodhue had been fit, we probably wouldn't yeah, have bro. seen Eno in there. Yeah. Um. But given that Martelli's only had a couple of games of Super Rugby this year, and then you've got Braden Eno, who you know, no offense to Martelli, you know, he's Martelli's, yeah. you know, he's a Super Rugby player, but Braden Eno's an All Black. Yeah. True. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I just think there'd be, yeah, this New Zealand's pool so deep. So like, I'd feel like a you know a Super player or like a 
play like that would be able to compete with some of these All Blacks. That's what I meant before by like, you know, I just feel like it's such a fine line for some of these guys, like not missing out, you know, sorry, missing out on the All Blacks that like, you know, they could almost play like a, a someone out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think it'll be, I assume you'd take experience in these games. I think I saw Scott Robinson say that somewhere. So yeah, just go with him there. I mean, outside of Enel though, they've, they've gone for a pretty predictable team and I mean, they have had a couple of big injuries, you know, as I just mentioned, Jack Goodyear and Joe Moody. So George Bowers played on the loose head side mm. the past couple of weeks. But even then, you know, he was in and around the All Blacks environment last year. So yeah, it's not yeah. like there was that big a drop off. And then if you look towards their bench, I mean, Ollie Jaeger was a guy that was touted for big things off the back of some performances last year. Where did, how was that? I'm trying to think of this guy. Yeah. He's the, he's the Irish pop, the one that came over. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, had yeah. a couple of head yeah. knocks and he had a couple of injuries early on this year. So he's, is he a bit of a gun, eh? Like, I mean, he's good, mate. I mean, I, well, the the Crusaders scrumming coach Jason Ryan, like, he's a bit of a wizard with what he does. Oh, I yeah. mean, like George Bow was only like a fringe Otago player before the Crusaders take him on, and then two years later he's an all. See, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's what I meant before. You know, by that fine line of making him, you know, making it. It's just like you know, some guys, yeah, maybe team suit them better. Eh? But um, yeah, that Crusaders team, bro, like they're just yeah they. They like you know you just I don't want them to win but they're so damn good so you just gotta like trying to pick this game eh like I I'm There's rooting no for the weakness. Chiefs like you can't pick I know but uh, team and yeah. be like, okay if we're gonna look to target yeah but okay like, but, but, then, it, but then you're looking at I'm looking at the Chiefs team here as well and like damn their backline is pretty solid even their four pack bro like their four packs you know it's, it's not they're not second tier bro like these guys will be coming hot they are very much. So like the Highlanders team that was put together in 2015 when they beat the Canes at the Cape Town, yeah. a lot of teams yeah, wrote yeah. them off, and you know a lot of people probably identified as battlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. but they work together as a pack really well, and I reckon mean, this like, team would be better than that bloody um, battlers team. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out, bro. Exactly. We'll find out. We're always going to find out. But nah, I'm just know. backing them hard because I don't know. I just, oh, just love the underdog story. And the Crusaders are classy, bro. Like, it's nothing again. Like, love to hate them, mate, because they're just that good. So it'll be interesting to like. Yeah, exactly. Just, we're like, it's, it's we're only human, bro. We get sick of seeing the same guys running yeah, over yeah, and over again. Like, we, and again, like you mentioned, with an underdog, we like to see them pull through. But bro, that is why just, you got to be a Warriors fan, bro. It's just <laughs> always, in, always in it, bro. Always in it. It's next week on COVID fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, mate, it's gonna be a good one. I hope. I hope the Chiefs fire, bro. I hope. Like, come on, like. Bro, yeah. I think like you and everyone outside of Christchurch is hoping that they're on the same way, think, bro. But I was just gonna pay a pension. Um, to the four picks so they've yeah. shifted Mitch Brown into lock and opted to put Peter Gus Sawakula into blind side um, with Luke Jacobson coming I, yeah that's 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 a good move I reckon scrum. yeah I was gonna ask you that was one of my my leading questions for the Chiefs bro I mean I'm a back so I don't yeah. actually know a lot about loose four play behind besides them just running and tackling hard and you know popping them for the odd turnover every now and again so yeah. I, I, th- I, I watched them last week bro because I went to the game and like gun bro like so good it's different it's different though so like from my vague knowledge of um lucy play as a number eight you're sort of free to roam a lot more because you do a lot more um running with the ball yeah but that could be the difference bro is that like because the game's so like high paced now you don't need like that mean you know like committers to the ruck and stuff Mm -hmm. so like i feel like you could just have this guy here floating on like the outskirts well not the outskirts but like you know just outside some of the boys in there like by the ruck and he'd be still as deadly I think if they can find that balance between their packs in terms of their carriers 
and the ones who get in and clean and, and do all the dirty work that'll be the telling thing because like we've seen with the all blacks bro like we haven't found a decent number six to fill jerome kino's shoes yeah that's true that since is he true. retired bro so that's just that's just like again i'm sort of drawing on that comparison or using that as a but comparison has Peter gus played internationally before no so uh, uh, okay. that was one of the talking points obviously he's been playing pretty well of late and you know there's people saying oh is he in a shot for the all blacks but i think we're pretty stocked at that position so i think his future probably lies with the Fijian international team. Yeah, but even yeah. then, so, bro, like Fiji's got some quality loose forwards, bro. You only have to look over in France to see some of the boys that are raking the money over there. Yeah, so. yeah. We but we could just, we could just go on a tangent here and start talking all things footy, but <laughs> like, yeah. What so as anyway? Any other guns in in the Crusaders team? Like Ford Pack as such? Like you know they got. Oh, you know, for the boys in there, eh? like on the well, Brady McAllister on the on the reserves. Like he's 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 all good, isn't he coming through? Yeah, Brody McAllister, he, he's a young gun. He's played like under 20s in the last couple of years. That Tamaisi Williams is like a freak of a human. Yeah, see, that's good. That they're, see, like some of these guys on the bench, I'm just looking at like they're quite fresh, which is, but that's, they'll be so mean for them being in this environment because like they obviously can hold their own. But um, yeah, like if they come on, that's such good XP for them. Bro, that's what I mean. There's just like when I look at that Crusaders team, you can't pick out a weak link like Cullen Grace, All Black, Shani, like Anatali Tui. He was New Zealand representative. Ethan Blackhead has been touted as an All Black. You got two All Black locks. Michael Ala was captain of Samoa, I'm pretty sure, or captain of the, the Moana Pacifica team last year. Yeah, Cody Taylor's probably been the MVP of the tournament. Uh, he got. Like, he was he MVP. Oh, he was. He's no. He yeah. He's been captain of the Crusaders for a bit. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much since um, Sam Whitelock went and Scott Barrett was injured last year. Um, yeah. But then yeah, like I said, George Bauer All Black, and then you just have to look across that back line. I mean, that's just full of All Blacks outside of Mitch. Oh, sorry, Mitch Sherman is an All Black outside of Leicester Fyinganuku, who's been another one that's touted as an All Black, bro. So yeah, I bro, it's, it is, it is. I know what you mean before about them actually all being All Blacks. I think yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, I just reckon the Chiefs play unreal, bro. I reckon some of these boys in the the Chiefs team will step up, bro, and, and you know, well, that's what I'm hoping at least. They got they got it in them, bro. So you know, like there wouldn't be too much difference there between like you know them on a good day. So I feel like yeah, I just. The Chiefs, the Crusaders, if the Crusaders play like averagely, they'll still probably win. The the Chiefs need to play, I think, absolutely out of their skin. And I don't I don't know if it's like if they're gonna go conservatively about it. I think with the Chiefs they're such a flary team that they're just gonna need to go out like just hot as hell and try and pull off a bit of magic maybe. Well I think if you look at what the Highlanders did earlier in the year when they thrashed him in Christchurch, it was that they took their opportunities and they even kept yeah. the scoreboard second over with threes um, when they knew that it was probably the better option. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So well, that's, that's what, what I mean. Like, that's what I like seeing as well coming back in is like that, that, that urge to go for the points because these games are all tight, you know, because like we got pretty, like we still are, I guess, in ways, you know, we just get a close or like a, a penalty and we just go for touch or, you know, to take the running option. Where it's nice to see them actually, you know, you commit and go for a few more penalties. I don't know, I enjoy it more. It gets a bit more tactical, you know. I'm I'm the exact same as you, bro. Like with that wave of thinking, my my only thing is that when you play the Crusaders, it's like yes, I understand that they are that deadly a team that you almost need to be going up in sevens instead of threes. But at the same time, you know, oh, if you yeah. have the Crusaders on the ropes, sometimes if you don't take those threes, they come back to bite come you back, in the ass. It's literally like a uh, double-edged sword. It doesn't matter. That's what it's like, bro. They might be getting like they might be like losing, you know, like sixty minutes in, and I'm just like, oh, they're still probably going to win it. Like, you know, I don't, I never doubt them at all. Because they'll just be like, yeah, bringing it home, or like, sorry, like losing, you know, and then they'll just bring it home. Exactly, bro. Oh, yeah. 
but directing um, a couple more questions your way, bro, before I let you go to sleep. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the big selections for me was that ten jersey for the Chiefs. Um, whether or not they were going to play Damo there and maybe slip Trask or Tia Tia to fullback, but they've opted to go with Bryn Gatlin. And from what I've read, it's because Clayson McMillan has said the weather isn't meant to be a perfect night, so he feels like the Crusaders are going to kick a lot more. And for that, he wants his best player um, returning fire, that being um, old smiling assassin McKenzie. So are you yep. are you happy with the, the combination that McMillan's gone for? Um, yeah, mate, yeah, I think. Drivers? Like you wouldn't have liked to have seen Tia Tia or <laughs> Trask at the back? <laughs> no, I think, um, I think that team's perfect, to be honest. Like, they... They've they've won you know majority of their games this year have been kind of through that setup where you know Tia Tia comes on as impact and I reckon it suited them like really well and sometimes players just do that role like really well if that makes sense like you know like they come on for a bit of impact and I think having this setup here will be yeah will be bloody yeah, pretty pretty sharp and um, I think if they need a bit of flair to like you know spice it up a bit then they'll bring on the old old boys off the bench. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Brent Gatlin's played well the last couple of weeks. I mean, that Hurricanes game, they, they got out of jail with McKenzie kicking one on full time. And last weekend, I thought he did well to, to marshal the troops, yeah. you know, albeit with a, with a younger side around them. So who would you rather have? Would you rather have I, I just think, like, for a game like this, you sort of need to go into it a little unorthodox. I would have liked to have seen McKenzie there and yeah. have chased Tia Tia. At the back, at, yeah. At, at fullback, I don't know. I just feel like you you, you need something yeah. different. Maybe that's how confident I am because I just think I'm just I was backing Clayton there, so I'm like, yeah, surely this team will just do the tricks. Like, I'm sure he's a he's an old dog, but he'll have a couple of tricks up his sleeve. Surely, well, you hope so. I'm I'm just thinking. So Scott Robertson's had the last two weeks to game plan. That's yeah, right and that is a big game. that is a big pro. But then that's that's a big pro because they've you know they had that buy, but then. A few of the boys from the Chiefs, you know, had didn't play last week, so I don't, I don't know if, yeah, bro, I don't know how, um, yeah, much of an impact that will be that they had to buy because a few of these boys, you know, didn't play last week. What D Mac, Anton didn't play, um, Nagaville didn't play. Bloody, did Jonah Lowe play? I don't think he even played. No, he didn't play either. That I think Bryn was the only one in that backline that played. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah so this weekend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I think. Yeah, Brad, bro, they would have been scheming as well. They would have been scheming. But that's what I mean. Like, no offense to Clayton McMillan and the Chiefs, but the Crusaders have been there and done that, so they have experience in the big games. And I felt like the more time you give a competent coach to prep his team, the the bigger the advantage. And so I just for me, they yeah. the Crusaders probably would have game planned for the fifteen that, well, not so much the fifteen, but McKenzie being at the back. I know what you mean, bro. But I know. I've seen McKenzie thrown in at first receiver. Chase TRT is more than adept at coming into field that that second playmaker role and return kicks and putting his left foot. Whereas now, like you've got Brent Gatlin, who very much so is almost like in that Autity Black mold. He, yeah. You know, he kicks his goals. Um, although McKenzie's probably going to be doing that on Saturday, he tough. kicks well from time to time. But I don't know when things aren't quite going your way and there isn't quite that front football that you're used to as a first five or that, you, that you'd like, I felt like they needed someone or they needed as many guys in there that can make something out of nothing and Gatlin just yeah. doesn't have that ability, bro. And yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I, I don't know. We'll, it's the last game. Like, you can roll the dice with this shit. Like, you know, if they lose, <laughs> you know, they go out and lose. Like, if they had have played them and I don't know, it doesn't... It, nah, don't worry. I think they're going to see it, bro. Said, like, oh, throw Bryn Gatlin in the year. That would have made a massive difference, you know? Okay. I mean? <clears throat> so when did the Crusaders, like, you know, 
if in the attack, this game will be you know pretty pretty even at the start. Like, and when do the Crusaders really start taking over a game? That last twenty half now. Exactly, bro. So like, I reckon the Chiefs will both go on par with them. You know, majority of the game, they might be like down by a couple, or you know, who knows, they might be up by like one, but they'll be with them. And then in that last twenty minutes, where the Crusaders usually attack, they'll bring on the big guns off the bench and provide that razzle, bro. And then I reckon that might be what pushes them over the line. Who knows, you know, like... My only rebuttal to that would be, if you look historically, the teams that have gone on to beat the Crusaders, which never really happens, they've always led from the front. They've dominated early. So if Yeah, but I just don't think in a final, bro, like, a final footy's never like that, bro. Really. Like, where I guess, like, I, guess, I guess we're going to have to agree. Where it gets, like, blowing out, you know? Yeah, hopefully. Well, hopefully. I'll be gutted if it's, like, a mud game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess rounding out on, on my last point, bro, this one being about the host, the Crusaders. So ultimately, the big prize on the weekend is going to be the, the winner's trophy. But there's also quite a few individuals who have claims on the line. You know, or they're looking to press their claims for national selection. And for me, or the one that I'm most interested in, you know, given some of the injuries that we've had and players coming back, is the midfield. And I know that we talked about Braden Enor, who's on the bench, but David Avili has been the man... Uh, that's come in and been the glue guy very much so for the really? Crusaders yeah. playing second five when he's typically an outside back and then Lester Whanganuku's had to shift in one who has predominantly played on the wing but he's done just as if not a more effective job in the midfield and actually showed off um, a larger skill set than what I actually thought he had at his disposal um, with his distribution and defensive reads so should the Crusaders you know do the unthinkable you know pray 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 uh, go on and win this game and both of those two play well should they both be rewarded for, with all blacks call-ups do you reckon you know from what you've seen you know like Rico oh. he hasn't played well bro Nani Lamapi although he played well last weekend he's a bit of a flash in the pan and who knows there's been reports with him linking up with a club overseas and we all know what the all blacks selectors do when guys have signed overseas contracts they tend yeah, to overlook yeah. them so yeah I mean yeah perfect platform for those boys to it would know, be right it would be but up. yeah I don't know it would um yeah, I guess that's just what Ian Foster gets up to, really. And, um, Versatility as well, bro. Both of them play more than one position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you could be onto something there, but yeah, I, mate. Yeah, I'm. I'm not looking into the All Blacks just yet, but um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think. I just because there's still got a few games to go, you know, like over in Aussie and stuff. So mm. some of those boys might step up, and that's going to be our competition, really. So if if a few of those boys can pick up their you know, like pick up their game a bit they will probably slot back in if that makes sense you know if they play well overseas because I guess for the All Blacks that's you know who they're going to be playing mostly so if they can do well against Aussie they should be fine you know in terms of regaining that, that spot see I'm of the opinion that I think that this All Black team will already be picked after this final I think there are a couple of spots on the line but rolling into that Australian competition like if you've seen any of it for me and what I've seen, it just isn't anywhere near the level of play over here in New Zealand. So I feel like our Super Rugby clubs are going to have a field day over there, maybe outside yeah. the likes of the odd game, you know, maybe the Hurricanes and the Brumbies or the, or the, or the oh, Hollanders and the Reds, you know, just up the gates. with, with the, yeah. um, I guess the disparity um, with certain um, positions across the park, bro. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel like, yeah, Ian Foster's probably got, most of his squad picked by now, but there's just a few positions with some of the injuries that have come up the last couple of weeks that he's had to shift a couple of guys around or um, look to actually think back on a couple of groupings because, like I mentioned, like Jack Goodhue's out for the rest of the year, mm. Joe Moody, Artie Sevilla, Sam Kane, you know, all those sorts of things have popped up and 
that's left the door open for a couple of guys and yeah well like would 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 you pick someone like Braden in or who's you know just coming back from like a knee surgery I don't know bro that's what I mean like, like that's what I'm yeah so like good, I, I personally think you know he could be on the could be on the outer for that kind of thing you know like Jack Gucci they might bring in well, someone maybe like, he got picked for the final because Ian Foster wants to see him have a run in the final I don't know there, like there you who, go bro who knows well, who knows but like that's probably that's probably not the case considering um scott robertson lost out to that guy in the all blacks job i think the last thing he'd want to do is yeah exactly the, bro, <laughs> be yeah, listening well, to the dude that that's got his job or bro, the job he, a lot of the public uh, I, yeah i mean I'm, i would love to see him as all that coach one day but i just don't know if they'll do it eh? like i just think he's still out the gate but i reckon that's mean that's what you need that's what he needs bro is a guy like him to give it a bit more spice Bro, ultimately, I think it's inevitable that he gets the All Blacks coaching job. But it's just when they were talking about Joe Schmidt a while ago to get it, and this, he was meant to get over Foster, right? Well, not over Foster, but like he was looking at it around that time, wasn't he? Well, his his tenure in in Ireland didn't end on on the greatest note, and then he ended up making the decision that he was going to spend more time with family, with um, I guess the the time that he'd spent over in Ireland, and how much of that was dedicated towards rugby and. I guess how much he put his family on the back burner and then obviously Warren Gatling got the, the Lions job so that sort of threw him out of contention so then it was a two-horse race and by the sounds of it, Scott Robertson just applied because you know the New Zealand Rugby Union had to accept offers. It was almost like Ian Foster had already been picked before that whole process um, was done, bro. So yeah, it, it is going to be interesting to see where Scott Robertson lies. You know, like I hope that he sticks around in New Zealand but the guy can't hang around forever and hope for a job that seems to keep alluding him but yeah for me he he, he is the future new zealand rugby yeah. I think we well you hope so him. wouldn't you well he just, he just brings like a you know like you said a different skill set and you know he spices things up i feel like ian foster's carried on the same routines that steve hansen and then even before him graham henry had and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's like with any business model and you know any ce shit becomes stale and yeah. you know like well i think this and all it could just be the testament to kind of those international teams you know improving like a hell of a lot like that as well bro. That is and well. that as well you know i just think it's everything has a time and hopefully the crusaders times up this weekend but you know like everyone kind of goes through like that hot streak although say it's just been gone for so long so like i wonder if it'll ever get to a point where they're gonna get overtaken but surely you know every every dog has its day and um i hope well i hope but you know like it'll be nice to see um you know, the chiefs get up but no no yeah. on that note bro so like okay like all the chips are down you know you've got to move your money to the center of the table who are you yeah. picking well i mean i'm not much of a gambling man but we've got you're talking about money so we've obviously got to gamble and i'm gonna to have to go chiefs just purely because it would be a great return on the tab it would be like a you know you're they're definitely not favorites and they definitely so i'm just money's on the table i'm not a gambling man but obviously we're gonna have a gamble if the money's there so yeah, that's what I'm doing, bro. I don't, I don't know by how much. So it'd have to be within what one? What's the lowest? Like one and twelve? Was that yep. like the lowest you can go, mm-hmm. bro? That would, that would be me. Yeah, but I think my yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying for gambling. But realistically, you know, it's gonna be hard to look overlook the Crusaders because they are that good. So it's like I want the Chiefs to win like hell, but yeah, like I'm not gonna be surprised if the Crusaders like pull out. You know, they're just cementing them as yeah, probably the greatest Super Rugby team in history well they probably really are that to be fair like full franchise to say but yeah it'll be i'm looking forward to it because it's always it's always it's always a goodie watching the super final especially because it's been so bloody exciting it's only right that we finish this year off in comparison to last year with 
um, a showdown between the best two teams. And for me, I, I've got to go with the hosts, bro. I feel like yeah, with the home fair. track advantage, two weeks worth of prep, and they were better in that in that last Blues game. Their form had actually dipped after they lost the crew uh, after the loss to the Highlanders. I mean, they, <laughs> they scraped past the Hurricanes. They managed to get through that with the drop kick, and then they yeah they didn't quite get the job done against the Chiefs in in Hamilton, but. I just feel like this time around, with that fire in the belly, uh, I felt their forwards are probably going to be a bit more grunty up front, and I think the yeah. backs will take care of the rest, bro. But like you, it's a, it's a head and heart scenario for me, bro. Like my heart is saying the Chiefs because I, I love an underdog like yourself. But if I'm having to like reach into my pocket, yeah, and, and you know, and potentially, I guess if it was my own money to start off with, but if we're gambling <laughs> someone else's, let's go Chiefs, bro. <laughs> you said money on the table, so I don't know if that was mine, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If it was your money on the table, bro, I'd gamble it. <laughs> no surprise there, well. Um, we'll, oh, there, bro. Like, we'll have to, um, like I said, uh, catch up on Sunday and Monday, depending on what your situation is over the weekend, to hopefully be celebrating a Chiefs win. But for now, until then, my man, just thank you very much again for tonight and stay safe and healthy over the weekend. Shot, brother. Yeah, it's been um, it's been good fun. We'll have to, yeah, looking forward to the, the recap and seeing how that goes. But, Kaikiti, my brother, have a good one. Grateful, grateful. Peace and love. Later.